and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's January 10th, 2020, and this is episode 38. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Happy New Year! This is the first podcast of 2020, and we've got some interesting new movies to talk about. So in our new movie roundup, uh, opening this weekend in wide release is the drama Just Mercy. It's from Warner Brothers. This is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, and it's based on a true life story as well as the award-winning nonfiction book um, by author Brian Stevenson uh, of the same title. Uh, Just Mercy tells the story of Brian Stevenson, who who uh, is played by Michael B. Jordan in the film. And uh, Brian Stevenson graduated from Harvard Law School, and what he decided to do was, uh, rather than take a job with a high-paying law firm or doing some kind of corporate law, uh, he moved to Alabama, and he decided to defend prison inmates wrongly convicted or those who weren't able to afford proper legal representation. So this film talks about one of his early cases, um, uh, where Stevenson defends an innocent man named Walter who's convicted of the murder of an 18-year-old girl. Uh, and in the years that follow through this case, Stevenson becomes embroiled in a labyrinth of legal and political maneuverings and overt and unabashed racism as he fights for Walter and other people like him um, with the odds in the system stacked against them. At least that's what the press materials <laughs> say. Uh, this film stars Jamie Foxx as Walter, and then uh, Brie Larson also is in the film, uh, and she works in the law firm. Uh, this looks like a powerful story and a good film. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Just Mercy is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for thematic content, including some racial epithets. Next up is Underwater, which is a thriller from 20th Century Fox. Uh, Underwater uh follows a crew of underwater researchers who must scramble to, to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory and clearly unleashes some um horrible monsters or some other kind of scary creature things so uh this stars Kristen stewart and uh, tj miller and vincent cassell it um and it looks horrible to me. <laughs> it really looks just like an alien ripoff. And in the role, I guess, alien underwater. Um, in, in the role of Sigourney Weaver is Kristen Stewart. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't look good. So this is so underwater is rated PG-13 for sci-fi action and terror and brief strong language. Next up is Like a Boss, which is a crude comedy from Paramount Pictures. Uh the press materials say that the world of beauty is about to get ugly. Best friends Mia and Mel, who are played by Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne, are living their best lives running their own cosmetic company that they built from the ground up. Unfortunately, they're in over their heads financially, and the prospect of a big buyout offer from a notorious titan of the cosmetic industry um, proves too tempting to pass up. Uh, this person who's buying them out is... The character's name is Claire Luna, and she's played by Salma Hayek. Um, and this buyout then puts Mel and Mia's lifelong friendship in jeopardy. So this looks like a, a 
Again, kind of a gross-out comedy. Um, it's rated R by the Motion Picture Association for language, crude sexual material, and drug use. So, yeah, I'm probably going to pass on Like a Boss. Um, opening and wide release also this weekend, uh, I think really across most of the United States, is the film 1917, which is the World War One epic um, directed by Sam Mendes. This is from Universal Pictures. Uh, this film is, has been getting universally rave reviews, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see it now that now that it's open in uh, in uh, uh, the market here. So, uh, 1917 is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for violence, some disturbing images, and language. Uh, also, just some some th- films that are still in theaters or had recently opened up either around Christmas. Or that you know opened up around Thanksgiving, but are still still around that I think you should consider seeing if you haven't seen seen them yet. Well, including myself, <laughs> is Little Women, uh, which is the new adaptation of the film directed by uh, Greta Gerwig. I just heard Ray reviews about Little Women, so I, I'm actually I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully, I can I can get there this upcoming week. Uh, also, getting great reviews is the film Uncut Gems. Starring Adam Sandler, uh, and then I've I've heard good things, or that is a very interesting film. Um, it's Bombshell. That's the film about uh, the women who took down Roger Ailes at at Fox News. And then if you haven't seen them yet, still think you know go see Knives Out uh, and uh, Frozen Two. So lots of good films to see that are just you know kind of hanging out from the holidays. And uh, and that will maybe help us cope with some of these not so great new releases that happen during the month of of January. a couple of quick movie reviews for films that are that are still in theaters uh, I, I saw Dark Waters which is uh, the drama it's it's true to life drama uh, starring Mark Ruffalo uh, and thought it was terrific uh, Mark Ruffalo plays a, a real life attorney named Robert Billet I'm sorry I hope I'm saying his name correctly um, Robert Billet uh, fought a 20-year legal battle against the DuPont Chemical Company. Uh, DuPont, who was, f- I think, f- really famous more in our day for making Teflon, that Teflon coating that got put on cooking pans, but they uh, were dumping toxic waste, particularly in West Virginia, where they had a plant. And uh, it was very controversial because, at least with a lot of the people there, because even though animals were dying and there were problems, a lot of these people were employed by DuPont. And so uh, the whistleblowers risked a lot. Uh, you know, and then that, some of that's demonstrated in the film, but really it shows the tenacity of this attorney. And uh, it's, it's really, I thought it was very compelling uh, it also stars Anne Hathaway, who plays Billet's wife, and Tim Robbins, who plays the senior partner of the law firm where Mark Ruffalo was working, or the Mark Ruffalo character. The uh, 
the uh, the pacing's good. This is directed by Todd Haynes, and if I were to have a, a any kind of a minor complaint, and it's minor, sometimes w I think these stories get a bit melodramatic and not trying to say that that they shouldn't handle these things seriously, but um, they when when a lot of information or a lot of events have to get kind of compacted into thing just for, for the film's narrative. Sometimes that's just not. Not my favorite, but anyway, uh, highly recommend Dark Waters. I think that that was a, that was a very good film. Also, and I'm I'm late to the party on this one. I finally saw Parasite, which is uh, a foreign. You know, it's a film that's made in in um, South Korea, and uh, it's directed by uh, Bong Joon Ho. And uh, and it, I, you know the, the the print that we're getting here in the U.S. of course is is. Uh, in Korean with English subtitles, uh, this movie was was really something. Uh, I, I really can't stop thinking about it. It is it's it's a bit of a hybrid as far as genres go, and I think that's one of the things that make it interesting. But really, I think it's it's, it's the compelling story and the, just the terrific directing and editing. But the uh, it's 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 part comedy, part family drama, part social. Uh, kind of social drama or or a, or a study on 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 economic uh, disparity between the classes, and then it turns off really into kind of a full on horror horror film <laughs> during the third act of the film. So you know I, I really hate horror films, and and so that part wasn't necessarily my favorite, but but it all really it all really works together, and and, and all the stuff that happens. Is, is relevant to the story. the 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 premise of the story is that there there is a uh, a very poor family. So mother, father, and then two college age children, um, a boy and a girl, and they are 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 really kind of living a hand to mouth existence, struggling to get by. Um, at, but you know they're 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 smart and capable. It's just you know, uh, life. Life happens, right? And 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 and, and uh, anyway, they're they're uh, they're in 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 rough shape. Uh, the boys, one of the boys' friends from school, who's who's got money and he's in he's in he's in college. He's uh, he's been tutoring a young woman uh, in English, and and. Uh, He's got. He's going to go like on some kind of a study abroad, or he's going to leave the country for a while. And he trusts his friend and asks if he would, you know, take over for him. And so, so uh, the 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 poor boy, I guess we'll call him, goes to uh, this family and he starts tutoring this girl. So this family, they're incredibly wealthy. It's a mom, dad, and then uh, a boy and a girl. Also, the kids the kids are younger. Like the girl's kind of high. She's high school age, and then the boy's a little younger. Um, turns out that the, the little boy in this in this rich family, he's got uh, he's got some issues himself, um, and he wants to uh, maybe do do it like an art class or something. So the sister disguises herself as kind of like this art psychologist person, and she is able to to come into the household and start like tutoring this little boy. Uh, and then both the mom and other so 
they they figure out they calculate a way to get rid of the maid in the house, and so the mom, the, the poor mom, comes in and is the maid. Then they figure out a way to get rid of the driver, and so anyway, the dad then becomes the family's chauffeur. So anyway, all four of this poor family now are working for this rich family, and uh, then some bad stuff really starts to go down. And that's you know I'm not going to give that away, but it's it's really it's it's an incredibly well made film. I expect it to take uh, probably a lot of a lot of awards. Uh, Foreign Film Awards and other things, of course, because it's really something. I know I've talked to friends who have said that this is one of their favorite films from 2019. And uh, I was just really impressed with it. Um, it was late to the party again. But but uh, if you get a chance, I know that it's been playing in some more theaters. I think they added, they've added some screens as people are talking about this film more, particularly around award, you know, uh, award season. So uh, it's... Definitely rated R. Lots of gore, lots of violence, and scary stuff. Uh, so beware of that. So I can't say necessarily I fully recommend it because of that. But if but if if that's something you think you can handle, definitely check out uh, Parasite. in 2020 i'm looking forward to of course a lot new movies see we can see what the new movies that are coming out for the year and of course there are a bunch you know i think saw one website that was documenting like 66 new movies that are you know new kind of hollywood studio release type films that are coming out in 2020 i uh and i looked at rotten tomatoes and some other some other sites so i've narrowed my list down to my top 15 films that I'm looking forward to seeing in 2020. I put these on the uh, podcast notes in my blog, just in case you want to want to refer them. And if there is a preview or a trade, you know, a trailer for one of these films, I put a link to it. Some of these films that are coming out later in the year, you know, their marketing campaigns really haven't haven't started yet. Uh, but I put some links either to like a Facebook page or something where hopefully you can get some more information when it becomes available so so here are 15 movies i'm looking forward to seeing first up is the film uh downhill downhill is uh it's also been accepted it's 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 it's, it's going to be played at the sundance film festival starting this month uh, here in utah uh and often some of these sundance films aren't necessarily my my uh, cup of joe but I, this one looks interesting so this this is this is a comedy drama that stars will ferrell and and julia louis dreyfus and it looks like there are a couple that are that are having issues but it's set within the context of a of a ski vacation and uh i mean they kind of had me those two actors really uh since since, since uh they're both so great the trailer looks interesting. Again, I put a link to it out on the out on the blog. So, so there's downhill, down downhill. As I mentioned, is opening at Sundance, and then it's going to be in theaters uh, on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, twenty twenty. Maybe kind of counter programming for Valentine's Day, um, particularly if it's about a relationship falling apart. But it sure looks interesting. Next up is uh, the Call of the Wild. 
So this is this is a, a, an adaptation of the of the Jack London book, and it stars Harrison Ford. So again, it had me at Harrison Ford. Uh, this it looks really interesting to me. The uh, I this is a book I, I I remember really enjoying as a child, and I can't say I've seen any film adaptation of it before. I, I might have, but again, it's you know one of those man versus nature movies, and sometimes those aren't my favorite. But still, uh, Harrison Ford and and. And a new adaptation of a Jack London book, I think it looks appealing. So, The Call of the Wild opens uh, in theaters on February 21st. Number three is uh, a Pixar Animation Studios film, and it's called Onward. Now, Pixar actually is releasing two films this year in theaters, and uh, I just have to say that, yes, please, and I'm, and I'm thrilled. Onward is the first one. Uh, it opens on March 6th. But uh, onward, if you've not seen the trailers, it's set in a in a fantasy world where there there are you know, elves and unicorns and gnomes and all these different kind of magical creatures, and 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 this world has become very gentrified, or they're 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 living in the suburbs and and uh, you know it looks like you know they've the, the magicians at Pixar have done a really great job of, of creating a very interesting looking environment to set up the story of this film but it's about a family uh, a mother and two boys the mother speaking of julie louis dreyfus uh, she she voices the mother in this film and then the two boys the older brother is is, is voiced by chris pratt the younger one is by tom holland and their father passed away and given that it's this magical world when when the youngest son, I believe he's turning sixteen, uh, when he turns sixteen, the mom brings out this message that the dad had given them, and it's basically this magical staff and a way to bring the dad back to life for twenty four hours. And they start this process, and something goes wrong, and they've got to try to make things right within twenty four hours, and hopefully, you know, they, you know, they get to see their dad. So it. It looks really inventive. It's one of those that could be super weird and maybe not maybe not good, but you know, typically Pixar does really well with kind of these high concept films, and and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see it. So again, Onward opens on March sixth. Uh, number four is the new James Bond film, which is called No Time to Die. It is. Uh, the first James James Bond film we've had in a while. I think it's been five years, and starring Daniel Craig one more time. I think I think he's saying this truly is his swan song. Uh, Rami Malek is in it. He's playing the villain. It just looks like a James Bond film, and I and I typically really enjoy those. So if if you like James Bond, get excited. No Time to Die opens up on April eighth. Uh, jumping now into May for my film number five is a Marvel Studios film. This is Black Widow. So, starring Scarlett Johansson. Now, you might may ask yourself, if you've seen these Avengers movies, particularly Avengers Endgame, um, didn't Black Widow <laughs> kind of kick it in, in a Avengers Endgame? Sorry, spoiler alert. But uh, this is going to be a bit of a prequel. And 
and telling about her backstory about how she became kind of the vicious Russian assassin and and okay, well, we're going to see. It looks like she's got this interesting Russian family. She's got a sister. Uh, then I don't know if this is like a kind of a Russian version of the Avengers. <laughs> Rachel Weiss is in it. And then David Harbour's in it, and he's playing like this Russian version of Captain America. I mean, if you have if you've seen the trailers, and I put a link to the trailer, but it's this it's this red and white costume. Anyway, it's kind of <laughs> you got to see it to believe it. But uh, Black Widow looks like it's got some potential to be another one of those really cool and really entertaining films from Marvel Studios, and it'll be great to see Scarlett Johansson again. Uh, in a role, which I think she's she's played really well. So, so uh, Black Widow opens up on May first. Okay, my number six pick, and I gotta tell you, I mean, I've got I'm putting this on with reservations, but it's Fast and Furious Nine. If you can believe this is the ninth film in this particular series, not to mention some of these other you know spinoff things or whatever they have. Now, I don't think that there's really been a good Fast and Furious film since number five. I haven't liked these last these last three, um, not to mention uh, that Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, which I thought was dreadful. So, uh, but Justin Lin, who was the director of Number Five, and I think he's and he's directed a few, and he's I, I think he's the best director so far in this franchise, really. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it's cars and explosions, and. Uh, Sometimes they're really fun, and other times, for me, it's just really groan-worthy, and I just roll my eyes. So I'm hoping this is more in that former category that it's going to be entertaining. We'll see. So I'm skeptical, but I did put it on my list because it's on it's on my radar. So Fast and Furious 9 opens May 22nd. All right, next one, number seven, is uh, back to Pixar Animation Studios again. This is uh, their second film they're releasing in 2020, and it's called Soul. Now, Soul, again, I put the trailer out there on, on, uh, uh, in the podcast notes. It's another one of those really heady films. This is directed by Pete Docter, who is the current uh, chief creative officer at Pixar Animation Studios. And he's directed some of the best films that Pixar's done. He directed Monsters, Inc. Uh, he directed Up and Inside Out. So... He knows how to do kind of a, a a trippy film, and 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 make it emotionally resonant and really good. Uh, but Soul, Soul to me reminds me of kind of of, of like uh, Heaven Can Wait, or Here Comes Mr. Jordan is the is the older f- version of it. But where somebody dies prematurely, his soul goes, uh, you know, into heaven basically, or you know, just a realm of souls. But he he. Because he died prematurely, they're trying to put his get his soul back into where it needs to go. It could be completely different from that, but that's really what the setup looks like to me. So there's a jazz uh, piano player uh, who's voiced by Jamie Foxx, and and uh, it looks like he meets an untimely death on his way to a big, important gig. And so he goes into the realm of souls. Uh, Tina Fey voices one of these souls who he's dealing with and again i we don't know anything really about who she is or what what her deal is but anyway uh 
Saul looks like it's really going to be interesting. And I really think it's going to be an exploration of the human soul. Where do we get our personalities? Or at least, you know, according to the magicians at Pixar. And and uh, it looks really interesting. I, I think it looks terrific. So Saul opens on June 19th. Uh, next is a musical. Now, after after just the absolute debacle of Cats this past Christmas... <laughs> You know, you wonder if you know Hollywood's going to get the jitters again about making a musical. Thankfully, there are a couple in the that have already you know are in the works or have been filmed. So, so uh, this is one of them. This is a film adaptation of In the Heights, which was uh, you know a Broadway hit, uh, written by the great Lin Manuel Miranda. This is this is the one that really brought him to fame, and then he went off and and and. Uh, wrote Hamilton, you know, kind of his magnum opus. But In the Heights, I, I I have never seen the play. I've only heard the music, which is delightful. But it's set in in uh, New York City, in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. And, uh, you know, this film looks promising. So let's, let's hope it's going to be a good ad- film adaptation of a musical rather than a bad one. Uh, in the Heights opens on June 26th. All right, so my number nine pick is Free Guy. And you're probably wondering, what the heck, Sam? But Free Guy just basically had me at its trailer. This is a movie that stars Ryan Reynolds, and it could be just a really horrible and stupid comedy. But the trailer is so spot on. You just you got to watch the trailer, particularly if, if you feel the way about these Disney um remakes the way I do. So Free Guy is actually made by 20th Century Fox, whose parent company is now, of course, the Walt Disney Company. But anyway, go watch that Free Guy trailer. <laughs> I've got a link to it on the, on the podcast notes. Or, of course, you can just find it on YouTube, too. Um, but it's it looks like it's kind of a, a video game type of movie or type of alternate reality movie. Uh, and again, it, it could be really stupid, but but the trailer was brilliant and... and uh, it could be a lot of fun. Uh, number ten uh, of the of the fifteen films I'm really excited about in for 2020 is another Ghostbusters movie. Now, this one's called Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it's directed by Jason Ryman, who is the son of Ivan Ryman, who directed the original Ghostbusters in the 80s. And uh, this trailer looks interesting. Looks like there's some some uh, supernatural activity happening in the Midwest of the US, United States. Uh, don't know exactly who's in it. I don't really know much about the, much about the plot. Uh, and, but it looks really interesting, and it looks to be like a continuation of the original Ghostbusters films rather than necessarily uh, a reboot like that one that was done um, what, two or three years ago that had the female cast in it. Uh, that was more of a remake than 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 a continuation of the story. So I'm really intrigued by Ghostbusters Afterlife, and 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 let's hope it's going to be uh, a fun addition to this series. So that opens on July 10th. Next up is kind of a mysterious film called Tenant, and perhaps you've seen some trailers for this. If you've seen any movies, I I saw. When I went to see Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker in IMAX, they showed like a full-on IMAX trailer. for. It was like 
three or four minutes of the film, look like maybe even like the opening sequence. And uh, this is 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 a like a sci-fi adventure film or action film from Christopher Nolan, and it looks very Christopher Nolan esque. It, it, it's it's full of mystery and, and and weirdness, but but incredible filmmaking and attention to detail. So I honestly don't know much about it other than it's directed by Christopher Nolan. I saw so a few minutes of it. I really didn't know what was going on, but it looks really interesting. So so Tenet opens up on July seventeenth. Uh, number twelve is another Marvel Studios film. And this is their their second film. They're they're doing two films this year. This one is called uh, Eternals, and I don't know a lot about it other than it's got a really big cast. I don't know anything about this. I've never read a, a comic about the Eternals, so so I just know I think it's something kind of supernatural or set in outer space. I mean, hello, it's a superhero movie, but but uh, it looks. It looks really interesting, and I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll learn more when Black Widow comes out in in May. But Eternals opens up on November six. Then we've got Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the next film from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and it is their animated feature of uh, of the year. And they're opening up at around Thanksgiving time. This opens up on November November twenty fifth, which is kind of a sweet spot for for uh, for Walt Disney Animation Studios. This they sh- Disney showed some clips of this at the D twenty three Expo convention uh, last summer, and I don't know much about it. I mean, they haven't released much about it, but it looks really interesting. This is based on a story that's written by the author who wrote Crazy Rich Asians, and. Uh, it's set in Southeast Asia, and Raya is a female character. We, we we saw some concept art of her, and then there's Last Dragon. It's it's a dragon who also turns into kind of an old woman. She's being voiced by uh, Aquafina, and so that's about all I know. Uh, <laughs> because it's Walt Disney Animation Studios, you know, it's it's on my list. And and hopefully it's going to be good. So so uh, again that opens up Thanksgiving, uh, November you know Thanksgiving weekend on on uh, November twenty fifth. Okay, my number fourteen pick is another version of Dune. Now Dune, as as you probably know, is is a, a novel written in nineteen sixty five by Frank Herbert. It's it's a beloved sci fi novel. I know I've got friends who really who read a lot of sci-fi, and Dune is kind of like their their benchmark. I mean, it's just one of their all-time favorite books. Um, truth be told, I've never read the book Dune, so sorry. Uh, but I have seen I have seen the original Dune movie that came out in the '80s, and it's really weird. I don't know if you've seen that one. I don't, and I and I think actually a lot of people don't really like that Dune film. Uh, you know that 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 1980s one, but this this film uh, it it's directed by Denny uh, Villeneuve, and uh, it's got it's 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 the first of a planned two part, uh, you know, film series. So we'll see 
how that works and i guess maybe well i guess they'll see if it makes money and people like it but it's got an interesting ensemble cast uh with timothy chamelay rebecca ferguson oscar isaac josh brolin Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya is in it, and Jason Momoa, and also Javier Bardem. I mean, it's really got this interesting and a big cast. And uh, I think uh, it's being made by Warner Brothers. I think they're putting a lot of money into it. So, so, and it's coming out in you know Christmas season twenty twenty. So let's hope that Dune, this is actually going to do the book justice. I hope, I hope for my friend's sake, who really love this book, that they're going to be happy with this adaptation. And and maybe it'll get me to finally read the book. But uh, Dune opens on December 18th. Then also opening on December 18th, and it's the final film in my list here, is uh, a remake of West Side Story. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. And I'm just fascinated by this. I I uh, think West Side Story is one of... of uh, has just contains some of the most beautiful music... Um, ever written for, for for the Broadway stage, and I, I hate to talk in such superlatives because I know there's there's so much wonderful music, but I just think West Side Story is particularly sublime, and uh, I'm just super excited about this. This is Steven Spielberg's first musical. I think it's a bit audacious that he's doing, <laughs> you know, remaking such a beloved uh, film property uh, such as this one, but. Uh, Let's hope. Let's let's just hope it's going to be good. I don't know a lot about it. I've seen like a, a kind of a cast photo that that's been put uh, out on the internet. Uh, the woman playing Maria, her name is Rachel Zegler. I know she's got a a YouTube channel where she sings, and the girls got pipes. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Rita Moreno, who you know starred in 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 the film version in the '60s, she's in it. And I think that they that that she's playing like the store owner uh, role in in this in this in this film. But again, we'll see what what happens. But I can't wait. I think this has got incredibly potential. I mean, what an interesting film. And again, I I, I like Steven Spielberg so much, and so I'm very excited about. It. And then, and of course, as I mentioned, love love uh, West Side Story. So that opens on December 18th as well. As I mentioned, so those are our 15 movies I'm, I'm really excited about in 2020. And would love to hear what you're excited about, too. So uh, a lot of good movies to look forward to. And, and it'll be it'll be fun to see what's what's uh, good and what's out there. What's maybe some things that will sneak in that we that necessarily weren't on uh, all of our radars. But, but that, that mess, well, that's what makes it fun, right? So lots of good stuff to look forward to. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening and see you at the movies. Bye.